Hello and welcome back to the Closing the Gap podcast. I am Yasmin Janahai and we have... Lewis Bassendale, as per usual. <laughs> and today we have a special episode as we both left our houses and went to a racing event. Uh, pretty different racing events. I went to the Formula One Belgium Grand Prix and Lewis attended the BTCC, the British Touring Car Championship at Croft. So yeah, I think we should start on you, Lewis, about your experience. So what made you want to attend Croft? Well, I don't have many tracks near me, so Croft is the nearest one being an hour away. And the only event it really hosts is the Touring Car Championship, and I went when I was a little kid. And Touring Cars is like, you you sort of like, you know what your mum drives, like a Ford Fiesta or an Audi or something. It's that, strip it out, chuck a massively loud engine that sounds like a bunch of wasps having World War Three, and basically wheel bang, door bang, fast overtakes, fast intense 20 minute races, you get free a day, that. It's, it, it's such a unique part of British racing culture. Mm-hmm. And how long have you been watching the BTCC? Uh... Started watching it when I was seven, then stopped watching it for a few years and got back into it this year, although I've always had my foot in, so I knew the calendar, the circuits, the cars, who was where, who was mm-hmm. what. So it and to be honest with you, the coverage has stayed the same since I was seven. Same team, <laughs> same com, same graphics, everything's practically the same. Because ITV basically just keep the rights but don't do anything with it because it's kind of a niche thing. Fair enough. So what were your opinions of the track? Because I know it's kind of a hard track and it favours more rear wheel drive. Is it like one of your favourites on the calendar or is there better tracks on the calendar? It's not as good as Alton Park or Donington. The track's okay, but the facilities are very... But you can tell the circuit doesn't really host much because it is actually a field with some tarmac and a couple (laughs) of buildings. Considering like Donington and Silston, it's like going from Buckingham Palace to a bit of a cow shed. <laughs> but yeah. in a good way, it's it's quite nice because it is literally, it's a passion circuit. It's I not there say, for yeah. commer- It's not like Silverstone trying to rake in millions a year. Mm-hmm. It's there. It's purely there for those who love racing. Flock to Croft. It's a little bit of a pilgrimagey type circuit, if you know what I mean. Like you get the same people every year. Do you think it would be kind of a harder track for, say, first-time watchers to go to because it's such a yeah. you're really just there for the racing? Because other racing events, they've got that extra spice, if for la- lack of better words. So do you well, think, yeah, like, like Formula One has got into its head that it needs to be Glastonbury every weekend? Well, it doesn't. <laughs> it's a racing event. You don't need some forgotten about mid noughties bands playing the Friday night when what you could do is perhaps put an extra race on or something. Yeah. Do you think it was well organised? Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. For, for, yeah, it was really well organised. They put, you know, they did the best with the space they had. It was nice to walk around. The support paddock was full. You had minis, F4s, Porsches, Legends cars, which are mm. like those, I don't know, it's like matchbox cars size, banging it in with little motorcycles. Legends cars are, are just steroids, but yeah, it's re- it was a really nice feel, even though it's hard to get to because you've got to go through little villages, down farm tracks and things. So it's not like as easy access as Donington or Silverstone. Mm-hmm. 
this is a bit of a side note but i was like obviously looking on the website because we are doing this podcast yeah. i wanted to get some information about the actual track and i was looking at the tickets and like under 12s can like go into the paddock for like free i was like i like under well, 12s, everyone can it was open yeah paddock. like that i think that's really cool how i like i just with a lot of uh racing events i kind of just expect oh you can't get into the paddock and i was like this is so sick you can just like walk into the paddock and Every, get that extra most, bit most british championships you can get into the paddock for free gts you can go wander around support paddocks you can because it's tense mm-hmm it's oh, literally so just cool. tense so you can go and have a little wander around. So cool. And I also thought it was quite nice that under 12s, their ticket is free. And like that encourages younger people to get into motor racing. Well, and That's kind of a thing with touring cars. It's really struggling to get a new audience. So the only thing it can do is get the people who've watched it since the 90s and the 80s and get their kids and grandkids in. Yeah. And that's how they get their new fan fan base because I got the fan base from family, mm-hmm. so that's how it, it it's not doing what other championships are doing. It's not trying to market itself, which it which is a problem, but it also isn't because at the end of the day, it's like it's it's the most British thing. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, like just... I didn't know much about the touring championship at all, and you know, I got into like motor racing and formula one through my mom who in the 90s went to races so i got into like formula one and motor racing because my mom was into it so i think again that like free ticket is just bringing up a new generation of maybe future drivers or just future fans so um is there any team or driver you supported in particular like i know Um, jade edwards only women on track I support Jade Edwards a lot because she had a really tough time at the start of the season racing for Team Hard mm-hmm. in the in the Seat Leon Coupe. No, hang on. It's not a Seat Leon because <laughs> Cooper is a separate brand to Seat now because it's part of the VW de- se- separation of the luxury and standard brand. So it was a Cupra. Okay. She struggled to start the season. So halfway through the season during the summer break before Croft, um, she moved to um, One Motorsport with Starline Racing, which are using Team Dynamics Honda Civics because Team Dynamics couldn't get enough funding for the season. Mm. So she's she's gone to a rich, she's gone to the fastest independence because in touring cars you have manufacturer back teams and independents. Like your manufacturers are West Surrey Racing and Laser Tool Racing and Accelerate, who run the BMWs and Hyundai's. Your independents are like Power Max Race, Power, hang on, Car Store Power Max Racing, who run the Astras. One Motorsport by Starline Racing, who run the Civics. Then Team Hard, who are independent, run the Cupras. And I've forgotten the other team. I mean, you're doing oh, a lot better than I can. The other manufacturer, the other manufacturer team is um, Napa Racing, who run the Fiestas, and Napa Racing are the most funded team, basically of a Red Bull. They turn up and win everything. <laughs> the just the you know we've spoken about this in the other episodes. It's always down to funding every time. <laughs> yeah. Give me like a race review. What did you think about the three races overall? Is there uh, one that you had a favorite, or were they? To be honest with you, I saw some of the racing and I didn't see some of it else because I was mainly there just sort of taking it in and I don't really remember the events because I remember most of the other stuff. 
Of course. Like, for example, walking the grid in Grace for, in race three, I got to walk oh, the grid. Wow. Um, oh, that must be unreal. Yep. It, honestly. Because you can do it, because you can go on the website, pay 40 quid for a signed umbrella, and they'll chuck in two grid passes. Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm so going to go next year. <laughs> no, honestly, you can go to any touring car race and do it. Okay, that's the plan. Next year, Liz, let's go Let's go back together. I'll, but I'll join this time. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, that would be brilliant. Why would be? That we can do, like, a live podcast at the track. Oh, we'll have to do that one day. Mm-hmm. But it, honestly, the event is amazing because you can just tell there's people who go every year mm-hmm. and it is like a pilgrimage because it is that hard to get to. Yeah, like, yeah. As you it's not said, hard for me. It's not hard. I would say it's not hard for someone because I'm kind of used to it. You go down the motorway and you go through little rural villages and down farm tracks. That's just kind of the norm. Mm-hmm. But for someone coming from the south where everything yeah. is all built up and posh and waitrose and all that, and uh, it's like, come on, ev- come on, everyone from the set. As a northerner, we kind of have this stereotype of the south. Okay, <laughs> fair enough. But you know what I mean. It is a bit of a culture shock to someone who's used to go to Silverstone per se. Mm-hmm. I'm sure, but I I think that's like so endearing that it's just we don't care about you know the extra stuff the the music the trying to entertain you we, the only thing that that is here to entertain you is the racing the pure racing that's what it's Which all is about what it should be yep definitely it, it, honestly it just feels like you're looking at vegas at the vegas promotion the more obsessed mm-hmm. about every about everything other than the racing because like obviously i oh. I, I attended the belgium grand prix a couple of weeks ago and they of course had like music events and that's fine like it's fair enough like at the grandstand i was at we had like opposite us where like the tv was to show like the race coverage we had like a dj who would like get us like to do the mexican wave and stuff and all this which is fine like it's funny it's entertaining whatever but But at the end of the day i really care about that stuff i'm there for i'm there for the racing yeah i totally agree I think like from going to something like the Belgium Grand Prix and then to also go to like a smaller event where it's like a closer community, I think that's also quite a nice contrast from the big like showy Formula One. Yeah, I totally agree. So what was your favorite part of the weekend, Liz? Uh, The grid walk. Also meeting Tom Ingram and asking Tom Ingram stuff about his junior career and if he could build because i i what i did both the bristol street motors q a's with accelerate so mm-hmm. tom ingram nick nick shit very crap driver halstead mm-hmm. um tom i'm still going to be driving into my 60s chilton <laughs> and ronan the fetus pearson because <laughs> i was actually gonna ask, i love them all <laughs> I, just... I was gonna ask did you meet anyone so yeah, I've got a picture of me and Tom Ingram, who I just love because he's just, he's funny. He, he's the Danny, Daniel Ricardo of the grid. <laughs> I think that, I think you can get that. Yeah. You know, he's he's got his own, like, dictionary, like, the word pointsy. Like, <laughs> you know, he's like, this race is going to be pointsy and stuff like that. And he's just funny and I just love him. And he's the reigning champion as well. Exactly. There was a couple of reigning champions that came to this. Great. 
Yeah. Uh, well, Rob Huff. Well, actually, no, Rob Huff wasn't. No, Rob Huff did not kill Sally Knockoff. <laughs> I was watching. I was rewatching Not Kill earlier, which is why. Would you go back? Would or would you recommend it to new fans, yes. old fans? It's fifty quid for a weekend ticket, put an extra twelve for a grandstand seat. That's pretty good. That you is know, a bargain. I mean, it's expensive, but it's compared to like a lot of other championships. That's a pretty good bargain. Yeah, it is pretty good. And, yeah, and for like three races as well, it's not like you're paying all that just for the and, one race. And you get free, you get you get support races, you know, as well rolled into that cost. Of course. British F4 is pretty good because uh, I managed to chat to some of the high-tech mm. engineers and have some banter about their F1 application. Because <laughs> obviously high-tech are, high-tech have got some Kazakh backing. Yeah. Which is rumoured to also be Russian backing. <laughs> Not the best <laughs> type of backing. Backing's backing, but, you know... Backing's backing. Oh, <laughs> say that to that um, prince who ripped off arrows in the late 90s. Oh my god, I forgot about that. T minus <laughs> guy. This team, we're going to have T minus drinks and everything. Turns out it was a massive scam. Oh, or yeah, Shannon oh, Racing. Or Shannon Racing, who um, that fake sort of mysterious company who yes. ran 40 Corsi into the ground in 96. Oh, what a flashback. I have not thought about that in ages. Oh, my God. You do realise I was born in 04, but this isn't a flashback for me. This is just facts. Well, yeah, like, no. I like, know this shit. I was born in 03, so, like, again, I was not there Jesus to experience Christ, I thought you were older than that. No. Nope. I'm 20 on Monday. <laughs> I, I think I just give the... I'm so mature, you know. Well, I, I'm really not. Uh, look, I either get I either get misgendered or say I'm someone thought I was in my mid thirties. I get it all the time. <laughs> yes, no. I, again, both those two scandals were not in our time, but we're both knowledgeable of it, and it's just a funny. I know we're going like way off uh, your experience, but <laughs> it's just such a funny reminder. Oh. Anyway, moving back onto the racing, um, what were the other fans like? Did you get to speak to the other fans and see what their experiences were? I, I had some, I, this is going to sound really sad, but I had, you know, like Xbox internet friend. We met for the first time on the Sunday, so that's what I did. We basically hanged out for most of it. But okay. I did meet, I did see some other fans, and it is very much your foolhardy, Loved Formula One in the 90s, think it's all gone to pot. Loves mm. quality national racing sort of club stuff. I, th- uh, yeah. Also, there was a lot of what I like to say bubbly grannies or aunties there. Oh. I think I saw one who was like, I've bought some gifts to give to Tom Ingram. Oh, that's I was like, so that kind sweet. of type, you know, the kind of fun aunties. Yeah. Oh, that's adorable. <laughs> I just wanted to kind of get like a feel for the fans because of course like formula one it's like well, a lot of a younger fan base now is kind of coming you, in so well, I you were just see. you were just at max verstappen's second grand prix <laughs> yes i was i was indeed so yeah and then again considering reading what some max verstappen fans how some max verstappen fans treat women <laughs> austria last <laughs> year <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> we just thought we'd better make that clear that 
some motorsport fans aren't the best. Of course, the, it, it's like in any fan base, there's always people that are there to ruin it. This um, is why I don't go to Newcastle United home matches. It's a James's <laughs> Park. I go to the women's matches, but not the men's. <laughs> do you think the fan base is, would you say that at Croft is more of an older fan base? Or do you it's think it's kind of even and out? Family, it's family orientated. You don't get teenagers going. Okay. If you get kids, they're, t- they're going because of their dad. Mm-hmm. My dad used to watch the Alpha Males and the Vauxhall whatever, Vauxhall Vectras battled out in the mid-90s and watched that famous I'm going for first moment. <laughs> you know which one I mean? Yes, I do. Yeah. So just my last question is, how did you find, because you were the grandstand, how did you find your seats? Like, was, did you get a good I only sat you? the grandstand for about 15, 20 minutes. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was just going to ask, like, do you think like where you got to see the track okay like what was the seats like just get a feel for it was good seats it was bargain basement but it was good (laughs) really good okay but as long as you can see the cars go round in circles fast that's all that matters that's all we go for i did see in the mini challenge race a car roll on its roof which was fun oh but again it's minis the minis are always batshit crazy that's why I love about it. It's like just <laughs> you would think, why would you want to watch minis? Like, who cares about that? But like, it's more it's entertaining. <laughs> yeah, so agree. Anything else you want to say about your weekend away? Just do. Just it's again. It's another call to arms for all young Formula One fans. Give a goddamn about national level motorsport. Mm-hmm. You need to go to your touring cars. You need to go to club meetings and things because Formula One wouldn't exist without those series. Exactly. The end. I would much rather go and wander around a tent fill a, t- a tented paddock and talk to drivers who work as shop assistants during the week mm-hmm. and go look at Max Verstappen win for the billionth time and those Hamilton fans still be stuck in 2021. I think it's just... There's such a difference between Formula One and these smaller championships because I think there's a difference in the racing. In Formula One, like you see the drivers a bit more like comfortable, in my opinion. But when you see like other championships, you see a more more fight in them. I'm not saying that Formula One drivers don't give a shit. That's not what I'm saying. But like I don't know. There's just I've just noticed it. It's just a like, different it's feel. Bit, bit... It's like desperate to win. Since this is an explicit race, uh, explicit race rated podcast, for a bunch of egotistical bastards. <laughs> the end. Look, this this means we're never just sidebar. You can edit this out. I did take the other day. You know, when I go back to uni, we could get this put out on the radio station. No, <laughs> even the war, even watershed rules aren't going to allow this. We can make a, you know, a unswearing what like a bleeped version <laughs> a bleep. just bleep <laughs> yeah it's like taskmaster bleeped they have to edit they have to re-edit it for kids <laughs> basically yeah we can we can do a you know a kid-friendly podcast next <laughs> basically what you're gonna do for that is just put some gaffer tape over my mouth <laughs> we just have like just, I just have an see... ai yeah yeah, I just constantly have like a bleep button every time we speak. I'm just like ready to press it. <laughs> it's, it's like whenever Frankie Boyle opens. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. <laughs> I'm just constantly muting you the entire time. <laughs> and I told you it goes against you being Irish as well. <laughs>
We are back. Okay. Obviously, you had quite the experience at Croft, but I went to a Formula One Grand Prix this like, a couple of weeks ago for um, the Belgium Grand Prix. And first, I want to talk about the supporting races first. So I got to see the Formula Three and Formula Two. And Super Cup. And the Porsche Super Cup, yes. I'm, I'm going to get on, on that just a tad bit later, but I'll speak about the Formula 3 and Formula 2 championship categories first. So I went with my mum and my brother to Spa, and they had like never watched Formula 3 and Formula 2, and I have converted them. They really loved Formula 3 and Formula 2, and I think that's like to have these, uh, these supporting like feature races before the Formula 1, it's like it opens more people up to watching Formula 3, Formula 2, Porsche Super Cup. So it was really entertaining. And I would say even more entertaining than the actual Formula 1 race. Sorry to say it, but that's, it's true. That's, for true. that's the truth of both motorsport events. The support race is always better than the main event. Like, yeah. I, didn't watch, I didn't watch the British GT race at Donington, but I sure goddamn watched for every Ginetta Junior race. But then again... We, I have a bias towards that, but yeah. Yes, we, you have a friend that races. Let, we, we've Pomaski. covered that in a whole episode. Yeah. Let's not open that can of worms again. <laughs> we'll give her a shout out. We've yeah. always got to give her a shout out. We should make that a goal for every episode. Yeah, we're, we're, we're kind of like her sponsor at this point. It was like, sponsored by the Christmas Again podcast. <laughs> oh my God, if we had the money, I could do that. You know, I could organize that, right? I would love to do that too. Leave yes. that with me. Yeah, we'll we'll we'll, we'll get back to you on that. <laughs> so, on. yeah, because I was I was sat at top of a rouge. I could just oh, I got such a good view of like the the run down the rouge and them coming up. It was oh, it was brilliant. It was brilliant, and to just see the Formula Three and the Formula Two, and just how. They were just battling so hard for position. And then I, I saw Arthur Leclerc's big spin out right in front of me. I actually caught it on camera. So I'll try and insert the clip here. But it was amazing to watch. And it was kind of a shame because like in my grandstand, you can not many people were like coming to watch these feature races. Like they were like, because this was kind of the time, like, oh, go get your food, go to the toilet, all that before. Lunch the, break. Yeah, basically. Basically, yeah. But I was it, like, I was like to I my mum. I don't know if it scheduled it Formula One, but it scheduled it most national events. Like the lunch break is a specifically scheduled thing. Oh right, fair. But like, That's... yeah, a, a lot of people were like, just thinking, oh, this is the time to go get food and stuff. I was just me and my my mum and my brother were glued to our seats. We were like, this is such a great. This is so entertaining. This is so entertaining. That's, That's so correct. You watch people who get up during the support races. Our asses. Yeah. You know, this is the next generation. They deserve your time mm-hmm. as much as everyone else. Exactly. And for those who, I heard like some fans behind me, they were like, that was actually really entertaining. Like I was going to go do this or whatever. Because there was other like way small events on like there was some yeah, driver but... interviews on the stage, which I, I caught a couple of them. They but... had stuff like the pit stop challenge. Yes. If, they had that at Silverstone. And to be honest with you, I didn't do any of it because it was like you have to scan a QR code. Bit of a you then have to tell them. You then have to tell them your, everything about your past life history. What was your first pet? Are you yeah. left-handed, right-handed? Just to then get in a queue. Then you would get an email saying it was your turn. 
Oh, hassle. Honestly, it was just. Uh... But yeah, like my family um really enjoyed it, and like they were even like you know I might ne- you know next race weekend I might like watch Formula Three and the Formula Two before the F one comes on or after the F one. I was like, do you not definitely. Do that? Pardon? Like, do you not do that? I do, I do. But my my mum, my brother, they just watched the uh... F one. So it was like yeah, they're going. Say, yeah. This is actually. No, I remember really us like talking. It was it like at two or fr- was it four a.m. or something during the Australian Grand Prix about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that was that time we had we yeah we had some really weird conversations during the red flag because it was four a.m. and our brains couldn't work. Yeah, just like that. it was it was the same in the Japanese Grand Prix. Do you remember us just like hardly being the able Japanese? to spare? Yeah. What last season? Last season, no. Was I not talking to you? Who was no, I talking to? No, we met after testing. Oh, maybe I was talking to someone else about that then. I again, it was so. I did was... watch Japan. I remembered watching Japan because it was delayed massively. Yeah. So it finished at nine a.m. But I got up, got dressed, and went out and bought a bought. I went and bought um the Guardian. I remember. That. Oh, it's you the know only time I've ever gone and bought a paper. <laughs> you know who I was talking to I was actually talking to my mum she was abroad at the time so I was like just t- texting her like while I was half asleep just trying to keep awake because of that long red flag oh I'm I'm so happy that they've put um, like all the early morning races together next season so you just yes yes oh my god thank you thank you so I, much I, 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 I just sleep downstairs I go to bed at 11 mm-hmm. I set alarm at 4 I, I've got to have the volume on like 2 <laughs> it's like it's such a, it's such an effort but commit to the course yeah it's like when when that alarm goes off and you're like oh i don't want to get up but then it's always worth it to watch the racing you know you oh, cannot okay. complain so you know, yes if, you, if you're gonna watch formula one watch everything if you don't mm-hmm. i mean i have missed two races this year but that was because i was at racetracks yeah that that's a valid excuse a yeah valid it's the only excuse. reason i'll miss formula one it was quite. I was quite surprised to see people not really giving it a chance. These other categories, because I just assumed you pay for your your whole day ticket. Like I'm going to watch every race there. Like these tickets are not cheap. I'm going to watch every bit of racing I can to get everything that I can out of my ticket, basically. But yeah, some people would just waddle off and do whatever, and I was like, what? Why? Why are you leaving this like epic racing behind? Well, because they wanted to go watch. I don't know. Book bust was it busted or something? I don't know. So I don't think, know. Think of some two thousand rejects. <laughs> I didn't uh, stay really for any of the music events. I the only time I went oh, yeah, to probably because the... it was Belgian music. <laughs> Not even that. It was like I would only go down to the stage to watch a couple of the drivers being interviewed, and that was about it. Because that, that yeah. that's a nice thing to have, like the drivers being interviewed on stage and stuff. That's fair enough, but that's like the yeah, only I, other event I, I'd really go to. Oh, you know, watching because mm-hmm. um, but out of all the teams, Bristol Street Motor seems to really know what they're doing when it comes to promo and stuff. You know, they set up a proper stage. They occasionally mm-hmm. record podcasts. Oh, that's they cool. had lots of stuff on. BMW just decided what we're going to do is we'll put we're going to get our local dealership to put a bunch of cars out and then build an overpriced merch stand. Do you want to <laughs> pay twenty seven pound for a build your own? remote control car kit go ahead i almost you did that i almost sh- did that but when i saw it was like airfix mm-hmm. you should have seen the prices of merchandise 
at the this fucking Formula One Grand Prix, I was like, because I How, wasn't gonna was get like anything. Seventy quid was it like seventy quid? Because that's totally fine in my mind. That I swear there was some stuff for like a hundred euro. I was like, uh, well, hang on, no. How much is- how much is a hundred euro after the certain B word? Because um... we can't even we can swear, but we can't mention the B word. That's <laughs> uh, eighty five pound. Eighty five pound. Well, that's even so, that. that's well. Uh, I don't really mind because my Newcastle United shirt cost me seventy five quid this year, and I was like, I don't mind paying that because it's for shirt. Mm-hmm. And it's people who sit there and complain about the prices to watch things. It's like, right, yeah, or you can pirate it, which is going to be not a very good connection. You're going to be breaking the law. Just pay the price. <laughs> if you can afford it, pay it. Yeah, if you can afford it, just, yeah, just get, just pay it. Yeah, like my current bill, I think is £51 a month I'm showing out for this, sport for sports, which is a lot and it's yeah. expensive, but it's like, I've got no choice. But like, it's not like, it's not like you're only watching the one race, like you're getting... You're getting your money's worth. Do you know what oh, I mean? I, yeah, I mean, I'm practically watching Sky and TNT every day, whether it's football, MotoGP, supercars, you know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, for like, I wasn't going to get any of the merch there because I was like, number one, like, I wasn't, I'm not rich. And plus the ticket was expensive enough. So I was well, already... The best thing to do is actually go at national events. They always have stands where they sell discounted F1 merch. Hmm. So like I, I I got a Williams T-shirt from a couple of years ago for fifteen quid. I'm oh, not bad, not bad at all. That's the advice. Also yeah. eBay, just True. troll eBay. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's where I get a lot of my merch from. Like there's people, there's someone who didn't know the value of a 1998, no, a 1999, a 98 99 Williams shirt was for sale. They had no idea what it was. It was titled F and they were selling it for 15 quid which is like a quarter of the value Ooh, that's a good steal oh yeah so i've never worn it but i keep it because i really like because it means I've, i'm halfway to getting the full so like i'm halfway to getting most of the merch range from 9899 because i've got the branded fleece as well mm. i just need the hat and a couple of other bits damn well moving on to the Porsche Supermobile Cup for me, I eventually. have, if I, yeah, eventually back to back to back on track. Um, so again, I've never, I never watched the Porsche Supermobile Cup, and it was a new category for me. I literally went in, didn't know anything about it. I just knew it was a part of the the feature races, and it really widened my perspective because the cars are so different, obviously, to Formula One cars. So to see how this different type of car handles around the track was like so interesting to me because they were just so much more like unstable and but it made for like greater racing and there was a lot more cars on track and it was just oh it was so cool it was so cool to watch and again like i would definitely watch another race i don't get why the super cup is on the f1 support calendar anymore to be honest with you it doesn't make sense i I was a bit like i've never heard of this I've, I've I've heard of the Supermobile Cup, but I was just like, oh, this is a bit different for a I've Formula heard One. of it and watched it, but I just don't get what value it brings. Fair enough. For me, it was the value. The value was to see how the like this different car, different type of car handles around the track, because you could see them like have kind of, like struggling for grip a bit more than the Formula 
one, two, and threes. So it was, yeah, for me, it was entertaining to watch for just a different type of car and track. But I could definitely see why people are like, why is this here? Yeah, it does feel a bit like a bit out of place. What would you suggest instead of that category? Would you think of another better championship to fit in with the Formula One feature races? Maybe they could have the policy of doing whatever country they're in, having that country's F4 championship. So, oh, it, yes. so we have Italian F4. Mm-hmm. And at um, Monaco, because obviously there's not a Monaco F4, you could have Freca, which is Formula mm. Regional, final Formula Regional European Championship powered by Alpine. You could have that feature. And then it's Spain, you could have Spanish F4. That would be good because then you would, because at the end of the day, have 4 3 2 1 would work. And rather than having one check, which would, and then for, it would keep the costs low. Because mm-hmm. the teams would just be racing in that country. Yeah. And it would give them the chance to race on the F1 support calendar. Exactly. Which would oh, be so great for these younger drivers. But, like, yeah, I was I was like, why is the poor Super Bowl World Cup here? You know what? I'm not going to complain. Different type of racing. Love it. I'm going to record it on my camera anyway. <laughs> but, yeah, as again, not many people stayed for that. I think less people stayed for the... The Super Mobile Cup again, which is a shame. <coughs> Bless me. Oh, excuse you. <laughs> so yes, less people stayed for the Super Mobile Cup than the Formula Two and Three. Yeah. Which again was a shame because there was some good racing and good overtakes. But hey, I can't control people. If people aren't going to give other categories a chance, you know, <laughs> that ain't on me. That's totally yeah. That is such. I I like it. I just think. Was better. Oh, hang on. You know what we could also have? F1, I mean, actually, F1 Academy is going to feature, isn't it? It is, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah so, yeah, that's, yeah, that's right. Just F1 fant- Academy, yeah. Just fantastic. I was so happy to hear that they're going to be live now. Yeah. And I was so, just like, thank well, God. Well, they are live. Yeah. Some Austin. I can't, I can't wait for that. I'm so excited. But yes, that's for a, a completely different other episode. This is just speaking about our experiences away. So moving on to the actual venue. Because, so obviously the the week before, I think two weeks before the Belgium Grand Prix, my friend went to Hungary and for the, for the Grand Prix and had a horrible experience. A horrible experience there. And of course, like different tracks. But I was like worried. I was like, oh no, like, is it not going to be well typed up to be? Am I going to go and going to hate, hate Spa? But I absolutely loved it because it's such an established track. Like the track has been there for donkeys. It's just, it's such a beautiful, beautiful spot. I am so privileged that I got to sit at Eau Rouge and just be in that environment. It's such a beautiful place. Being be in the forest and in that little microclimate where where I sat, I can always feel the rain, but like the other parts of the track, it was like sunny and hot and nobody experienced rain. It was just such a, such a contrast from other tracks. It's so established. It's, it's the longest Formula One track, I think on the calendar. And it's a difficult track. Like you've got to have balls to go up over and like battle for position. Well, yeah, but Ouroush uh, makes me uncomfortable now. Oh yes, yeah. That's the thing is, we can. Oh, is a great circuit, mm-hmm. but, mm-hmm. but that's what I was gonna still have it. 
that's what I was going to get on to because I wrote an article before I left about the dangers of a rouge because obviously you know we've been losing drivers left right and center at this track yeah we lost we lost Antoine Hubert rest in peace Mm -hmm. a very promising young French talent as part of the Renault Academy in 2019 when we had that we didn't lose Lando thankfully oh yes but that was a scary shot but we yeah that was one of probably a very very scary shot then we had that w series pile up in 2021 in the wet where everywhere where we had cars on top of each other cars in the barrier and things that probably was one of the most distressing moments in my life Mm -hmm. watching motorsport because i'd obviously met some of them a a couple of months prior so i was wrecked Mm -hmm. but thankfully they were okay and then obviously uh on the weekend of austria uh, former regional European was racing there, and in the MP4 motorsport car, we lost the very, very promising 18 year old Delano Van Toff. Ah. So we must, we must read all their names out properly and give them their praise mm-hmm. and our prayers and their condolences to their family because racing is a bastard. Mm-hmm. We love I think, it. I think sometimes fans forget just how dangerous it can be yeah as i said racing we love it we enjoy it we plow our money and plow our hours into it but But sometimes you can also hear it 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 can wreck us in Mm -hmm. two and it definitely wrecked me in two when we lost alana yeah 18 he i think he's like just it was it was like a couple couple weeks before his his 19th birthday yeah, it was his second year in cars, and I think I've read his girlfriend's post. I, I did, yeah. Heartbreaking. I can't remember what she said. Just distraught. I can't remember her <laughs> like, name now. I can't remember her name now. I can I can put up the post in the podcast, sure. I'll, like, insert it here. Yeah, yeah, insert it. Yeah, good idea. But um, like, I think like, he lost his life a couple of weeks before his 19th birthday, if that serves me correct. And it's just, it's just heartbreaking, like so young all these drivers so young losing their lives just because they're they're trying to make it and they're trying to show their talent and it's it's heartbreaking and again being at spa and sitting at a rouge especially i'm sitting there it's it's a beautiful track it's amazing but i'm also thinking so many lives being lost at this track and i in a way i was like I kind of felt a bit guilty sitting there, but still enjoying and and loving the weekend. But I was also like, should we have this? Should we have this track here at the calendar? Does things need to be changed? What can be changed? I have to um, commend that as soon as rain started to pour, everything was red flagged, good. It's spa, they should, but it freck if they didn't, they put them out in the wet. Ugh, yeah, no, yeah. It was zero visibility after a red. So, yes, the FIA made the right decision, but there is still some mm-hmm. bad decisions being made in, in racing, marshalling exactly. full stop. Exactly. Thankfully, that... not in Britain because our marshals are amazing. But mm-hmm. I think with junior racing, to not err on the side of caution like that was shocking. That's what I was going to say. You're playing with kids' lives. I'm not saying we shouldn't do it with the adults, Mm -hmm. but it should be an extreme caution when it comes to a junior championship because these are kids who haven't got necessarily that innate skill Mm -hmm. that Formula 1 drivers have. 
that was that was what I was going to touch on. I was like, you know, we've got to remember these are junior drivers. They don't have. They're still going to make rookie mistakes as they should. They're learning, but with every category, as soon as it starts, the track starts to get too wet, especially on a track that has so many like sharp corners. That big hill, it's just red flag it. I don't care. Just red flag it. I don't care if the race has to be cancelled. Red flag the race. Simple. Of course, I wouldn't want to go. I I I spend a lot of money to, to get there to to watch the race. Of course, I wouldn't want it to be red flagged or like cancelled. But I w- I don't want to watch someone die on track. That's not that's not fun for yes, anybody. See, thankfully, I've personally never witnessed a death. I don't know about you, but I think the closest mm. I got was Grosjean's fireball at Paris, yes. in which I was watching it with my granddad. I actually cried into his arms. Oh my God, Liz. Before we knew what actually had happened. Yeah. Just... It was wild. Oh my God. I'm just thinking back to that night. Oof. Yeah, I, st- I still... I still cry during races, whether good or bad, you know, mm-hmm. like, I think the latest one was when Pato crashed out of the Indy 500 with, 20, with like, less than 20 laps to go. Yes. I on, bawled my eyes out at that, because I was like, a month's worth of work for that. Talk about frustration. I was just... It, it wasn't oh. frustration, I was heartbroken. Yeah, I, frustrating. I was like, my favourite driver, so close, he was in contention, he was on the right tyres, mm-hmm. on the right fuel. He was perfectly set on strategy. He just, he just, he had the pace in the car, and then I was like, "Oh fuck!" And it was the second year yeah. in a row. Like last year, he got overtaken by Marcus Ericsson right at the end. Again, another reason why it's like a motorsport, a love-hate relationship. Like, yeah, they, I, everything, I love to hate it. <laughs> everything could just go exactly like everything falls into place. Like that should have been exactly he should have gotten that, but then it just doesn't, and that's what entices me to keep watching. But also, yeah, I hate it at the I same time. Skip a race. That's why I never skip a race, because you just don't know what will happen. You don't. You don't at all. I thought the Formula One Grand Prix at Belgium would be very entertaining. Not really. What do you hate? Of course, it was the Max Verstappen show. Yeah, I, I knew that. But, you know, you always have hopes that, you know, something's going to happen. And also, can we talk about how Carlos Sainz and Oscar Piastri, the tweet... Did you see this? Oh, was it Oscar Piastri's mum with the bike? No, not with no, the bike. No, I was going to say, you know, the whole, like, you know, like Oscar like was in contention to be up in the points, but then, you know, at the start, he had that little collision with Carlos Sainz and Carlos oh, Sainz had this full tweet. It yeah. was like, it's his fault, even though, from my opinion, from what I've seen of it, I thought it was more... Oh. Just a racing incident. I kind of like... He's allowed to be a bit of a hothead. Of course. If he of wants, course. it's what makes racing good. It's like Jake Dixon going on TNT Sports after being crashed out of a Moto 2 race at Silverstone and absolutely destroying Brad Binder. <laughs> it's, he's allowed to do that. Racing drivers are allowed to. As long as they don't swear, make threats against their life or violence, they're allowed True. to get angry in a, because they're humans and that's what makes mm-hmm. it good. Mm-hmm. A bit of feist. I'm not saying drive to survive levels of feist, but I'm saying a bit <laughs> Fabrication. of Fabrication. Or f- smashing doors or whatever those Americans think. <laughs> those Americans. Uh, but yes, uh, Max Verstappen dominated again, which, um, you know, 
I on the Sunday I was like you know what I'm gonna wear my Red Bull jacket to fit in <laughs> so yeah I was with a bunch of Max Verstappen fans like see oh see on the coach home if that I, was me I would have gone purposefully in a Mercedes outfit just for the shits and giggles there was there was a couple of people on my coach that had like there was this one girl who had Lewis Hamilton like like she had her nails done like with like the, his number 44 on, on all her nails <laughs> and like her her phone cover had Lewis Hamilton on it she was wearing like she was dripped in Lewis Hamilton merch it but was again, so funny. I would do that I yeah but it's fun it's like it's fun now I was like oh this is like it's like everyone getting excited for me who doesn't have p- many people in my life who watch Formula One it was yeah, fun I, to see how invested everybody was so I, it, it was I fun yeah, I can't say anything against that because I have my my university backpack has the McLaren logo, the W Series logo, IndyCar, MotoGP. Mm-hmm. Basically, has every motorsport championship logo on it, mm-hmm. and I went and paid extra just to have that done. So I can't say anything. I mean, I was I had like I had my Ferrari jacket one day. I had my McLaren Daniel Ricciardo hat the other day. I had my Red Bull jacket. I was just like switching back and forth between teams no one knew who did you I was not supporting. get one of those vegas jackets from bahrain or was that somebody else yes no because i am um, george russell wore that jacket that i have because they were filming the las vegas promotion there and i managed to get it so i i do have I knew, I knew you had one of the yeah which which for when the event goes all balls up mm. you know you know you could we could do something fun with that when it eventually goes all balls up yeah it was yeah i didn't want to bring it to the actual track so i'm like this is quite valuable to me because george well, it's valuable full this. stop no it's valuable full stop because it's not being manufactured mm. it was used in a promotional thing yep you know members of the public weren't meant to be there mm-hmm. so that's why it's extremely valuable but when vegas goes all up then we could do something fun with it yeah it'll be fun it'll be fun but yes um for me going to belgium grand prix was when I when I booked it, Daniel Ricardo didn't have a seat, and Daniel Ricardo's been like my go-to driver because he's like when I was starting to really get into Formula One, I kind of followed him, and then I started to love all the drivers and really get into it all. So I was kind of disappointed. I was like, oh, am I never going to see him race again? And then to see him there, I was like, oh my god, like this is such like a full full circle moment because when I was in Bahrain for preseason testing, it was like I like I talk to Nick DeFries and stuff and Nick DeFries by the way such a lovely man I feel awful yeah, but for what's he's not to him. very good is he I know but come on let me let me just like hype up with it like he just wasn't good in Formula One I think he definitely has the talent to go somewhere else and succeed yeah he's he's a successful driver in his own right and I just yeah I felt really bad for him especially because I, I talked to him and he was such a sweetheart but yes this my Daniel Ricardo, I have to say, I have a bit of a bias for him. I can't lie, because he was the first proper driver I followed. So to see him in front of my eyes and to drive, I was very happy. And on the driver's parade, I could like see him, and I was like, oh my god! So it was it was a good moment for me. <laughs> but yes, we all have that one that one driver. I think we all have a bit of a little bit of bias towards. But I do love. I was excited to see all the drivers. Like I was really rooting for Oscar. But again, didn't have the most successful weekend, let's just say. And also in my grandstand, I had 
a lot of Sergio Perez fans. Like there was a lot of people who flew over from well, Mexico. Yeah, there seems to be a big yeah. Like the Mexicans are quite like that. They do follow one driver specifically every year, and that is one of the reasons why Red Bull can't kick Perez out of the family for commercial reasons. Mm-hmm. Because Checo, the reason that Checo's at Red Bull is the reason why Red Bull sales in Mexico and America have gone up. Exactly. And so uh, if they sack him off, then they're risking a lot of mm-hmm. Red Bull income. And I, I love Sergio, except he for the com- except for the comments he made towards women racing. What? That's about it. When? Have you know, like he like there was this is like uh, I'll send you a clip. Was he being a backwards ass again? Yeah, no, he said something along the lines. I can insert the clip here. Te gustaría tener una compañera mujer que somos muy complicadas. No, no. Imagínate donde te gana una mujer ahí se ya. Ya es el colmo, entonces mejor que se vaya a la, a la cocina. A la cocina que a los coches. Um, I'll send you the video as well. He's like, what? I think an interviewer asked him, like, what do you think about a woman racing in Formula One? And he's like, I would be embarrassed to be beaten by a woman. And I was like, oh, okay, Sergio. Uh, yeah, I could say something on that, but I would probably breach libel or so carry on. Yeah, because <laughs> I saw that, I think, a couple months ago. It's a really old interview, but I was like, no, Sergio, I liked you until now. Why did you say that? <laughs> but yes, I'll just, you know, for now, I'd gloss over that a, a wee bit. Because as a as a racing driver, who seems to only really win in countries that have no human rights. He's, I, I enjoy, I enjoy his street racing. I think he's a really totally good driver. Agree. I also got to see uh, the Formula One sprint, which, you know, which at the time I booked a Belgium, I didn't know that it was going to be a sprint race. So, you know, only six sprints in a year. I cannot complain about the extra racing. I, I mean, I saw the first ever sprint from a sandbank, so I didn't really get much of it, but it was it's an okay format. Yeah, I can't, I can't really hate it, to be honest. I, he's got, I'm not going to complain about an extra bit of racing. I'm never going to be like, I don't like this. You're gonna give me extra racing. I'm gonna. I'm down. I'm down to watch it. But yeah, because at this when before the sprint commenced, there was like a torrential downpour of rain. Again, I'll insert some clips here. It was wild. I literally had a poll on my Instagram. I was like, "Will this be another year of a race getting cancelled?" Luckily not, because they waited for the track to dry. You know, they didn't send the drivers out when it was too too bad. Which I'm glad because i was kind of scared I was like oh my god they're gonna send these poor drivers out in this rain is there gonna be a really big collision am i gonna see someone die i do not want to see someone die quite a, it was an entertaining sprint uh, but the, the grand prix itself was not that entertaining of course to see these cars go around it, it's amazing i really enjoy my weekend i would definitely go again i would recommend it to people of all ages because there was plenty of people who, from children, even some toddlers were there, um, to, to elderly people. It, it's a track that has everything and there's plenty of access for those who are physically disabled. Like I saw many people in wheelchairs and I, I was happy to see that because I'm sure there's some tracks where it's like, you just you need to be walking because like the facilities, maybe in older tracks or whatever, it's not a circuit with that access so I was happy to see like many different types of fans and the facilities themselves were 
like the toilets were clean like there's plenty of food stands there's plenty of places to refill your water because again my friend that I was talking about who went to Hungary was complaining that there was like nowhere to refill water and I was allowed to bring food into the track with at Hungary you weren't allowed to do that everyone was going hungry in Hungary but it was it was a great I honestly recommend it to everyone and there's so many different types of races that that come to Spa Francorchamps uh so I definitely recommend if you can't catch uh Formula One there's motorbike racing there's plenty plenty there throughout the year totally agree yeah Spa is a brilliant track yeah oh and what I was gonna say earlier was when I was on the coach home I was on there's again with the coach because I was with a travel agent there's many different types of people from all over the place and I was beside a South African grip and they had they had their phone they were they had a bit to drink and they were just playing super max on the bus ride home like for like a good 20 minutes solid they must have been so irritating but here's the thing it was fun it was kind of fun because I was just like you know it's a Grand Prix everyone's happy everyone spent a lot of money to get here I just thought it was kind of a fun environment to be honest and then um, after they eventually like clocked out after all the alcohol finally hit their system and uh, my boss like had like a wee TV screen and we all watched uh, Ford versus Ferrari, Le Mans, whatever you want to say because it's like got That's different titles. Clever. Well, it'll be Le Mans 66 in Europe. Oh yeah, Le Mans 66. Because I, I knew it's got like different titles and like different places that film. So yeah, it was a really, it was actually quite nice to watch after a long day of racing and being like my feet were on fire just chill on the Same. bus i i i had uh, my feet were completely destroyed after croft yeah i was like practically limping to my hotel room and then the whole thing like i got finally got because it was like a three-hour drive to where my hotel was from the track i can't afford to have a hotel near the track i am not a millionaire so I finally yeah never yeah I, I, yeah, I never stayed here track yeah. So I finally got back to the hotel room. My feet were on fire. I'm like drenched because it was like it was raining most of the day, and then like my the, my hotel like room key wasn't working. I was like, oh my god, no! I'm like locked down my room. So I, and but it turned out the entire like software or something in the hotel rooms like all everyone was locked out of their rooms so i was just just sitting on the floor of this hotel reception waiting for my room to be opened it's like please just let me go to bed it's like 1 a.m i'm so tired so yeah. yeah it was it was a it was a great weekend i i cannot complain and as soon as i like on like <laughs> on the eurostar home i was like looking at like different like what other grand prix i could afford and i'm so tempted to go to japan next year do it I'm like it's like one of my favorite tracks and I've just oh I've always wanted to go because like you can get tickets for like 50 pound 50 to 70 pound and I'm like huh yes please I, I I would like I would I would love that but I fear the cost of flights and accommodation that's going to be the thing that's going to kill me but hey yeah, to, to fly to Japan it's like one and a half grand exactly plus yeah Belfast. yeah i it's just well, no it says here it's 745 quid actually oh it's so much cheaper oh i can Very definitely pretty. afford that <laughs> no yeah it's yeah it's just so tempting because i'm like oh you're so cheap but i know getting there is not cheap 
But yes, I'll I'll see what I can do. I'll see what bargains I can get up. I definitely want to attend another Grand Prix next year, or even like I want to attend Croft next year. Like again, especially with you, you know, you know the place, you know how to get there. I think it would be such a great thing for both of us to go again. Well, for, for you sure. to go again. I'm definitely doing it again. Yeah, I'm totally down. I'm totally down to come. I we we will arrange that. <laughs> uh-huh. We shall. We shall. So is there anything else you want to ask me or you want any other experience you want to talk about? No, you, you, you covered it perfectly and so did I. Alrighty. Well, again, thank you for listening to this week's episode. We are going to be recording another episode soon, just with all the like news by F1 Academy being live and being the feature race for Formula One. And we've got, we've, we've got a lot to talk about. So yeah. that's going to be a separate episode. I was going to say, I've been downloading administration files for that, so yeah, we've got a lot to talk about. Yeah, we got a lot to talk about, but that's a more, like, structured, more... This was just talking about, we left the house, we went to races, let's talk about that instead of yeah. getting it all mixed up and everything. So again, thank you so much for listening, and we'll have another episode episode out soon. So see you on the next one. Bye-bye. Bye.